Okay, Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. 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 Um, so this morning... This morning, as we go further, um, I would like to call on our minister for today. Um, Mr. Oti Longe will be leading us um, in the word and in prayers. So, Mr. Oti, you're welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Stephanie, and good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, so um, we are looking at today um, someone to cite. And um, sight in this in this um, context is not just talking about our ability to see, but our ability to perceive um, accurately what we're actually looking at, our ability to look at things um, from a perspective that gives us um, an insight into how God is actually seeing what we're looking at. And so this is a wonderful um, theme. Um, you know, someone to his army. Um, when, when we give our lives to Christ, at that point in time, we are actually all enlisted into the Lord's army. We are all enrolled into the army. And if you think about it, um, there is no nation on this earth where people enroll into the army and... Um, they just go from being enlisted into full combat. Um, there's, no, there's no army in the world where that happens. At least I don't know of any. Um, what happens is when you, 
when you enroll or you enlist into the army, you'll go through um, some form of training. And in that training, there are several things that they are um, trying to um, hone and, you know, um, smoothing out in that soldier so that that soldier is effective on the battlefield. And that's the way it is with God as well. He, he enlists us into his army. And he also um, equips us for what is ahead. And it is essential that we actually have the right perspective um, when it comes to um, the, the processes that we are going through in life, the um, sequence of events that we find ourselves faced with, and um, what those things are actually meant to um, bring out in our lives. I remember a situation I had once. Um, I was, um, you know, a co-worker of mine. And actually, I think she was actually my boss at the time. Um, was giving me hell. Um, she was very antagonistic and very, um, very antagonistic is the word I use. And I prayed about it, and in fact. You know, several things crossed my mind about the situation at the time, what to do and how to go about it. And I was praying about it and sometimes even was praying about her. And, and, and then God helped me to see that um, this person was actually training. She was actually a training process for me. And I needed to learn to... Um, to thrive in spite of, you know, um, her, her behavior, her attitude. I needed to learn to overcome, needed to learn to overlook, you know, um, the things that she was doing. And the moment there was a perspective shift for me in terms of what um, her behavior towards me actually meant and what it was supposed to produce in me, it became so much easier to um, overcome, became so much easier to overlook the excesses and things like that because I just realized that this is training. And so I looked at it as training. I looked at the antagonism as training to produce in me patience, to produce in me perseverance, to produce in me long-suffering, to produce in me the ability to thrive in even in that kind of circumstance and it's just important that we have that view i mean even jesus christ you know who is our lord and savior when he was baptized the the bible says um, especially in the book of mark that immediately after that the baptism and the confirmation by god that jesus is his son says in the very next um very next verse that and the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness. You know, so um, even Jesus was um, put in a situation to prune, to test, to uh, mature his character by God. And so we all go through it. Let's think about um, David. You know, when we think about David, 
you know, what the whole world did. I don't think there's anybody that has known about the story of David and Goliath. And that story of David and Goliath, David took down a mighty warrior. And I mean, it's very easy for us to think that David was made, the man David, the warrior David was made in the battle against Goliath. But I put it to you that, you know, David was actually made in the wilderness when he was taking care of his father's sheep. That's where the giant slayer was actually made. The encounter with Goliath was to simply reveal who David had become in the secret place. So think about, about David's time taking care of sheep. You know, while he was taking care of sheep, he was actually learning to develop um, leadership, learning to develop patience, learning to, to lead, you know, um, people that may not necessarily heed his instructions the way that he, you know, he's actually given it, but he's learning leadership in that space. But he was also learning, and so all of that encompasses discipline, you know, learning to be a disciplined person, to be a disciplined um, leader. And also he was learning to use his weapons. You see, while he was in the wilderness, a lion came to um, devour his sheep. And the Bible says that he killed the lion with his bare hands. And then it also recalls that a bear also came to devour his sheep. And the Bible recalls that he killed the bear with his bare hands also. Now, with the wrong perspective, David could actually have been crying and saying, Lord, why are you permitting me to be attacked by bears? Why are you permitting me to be attacked by lions? Why am I taking care of my father's sheep? I am already um, the black sheep of the family, and I am still being subjected to all of these, um, all of this danger, all of these problems. Why am I still going through all of these things? With the wrong perspective, it looks like he's actually being subjected to things that, you know, um, are meant to kill him. But from the right perspective, we know that it is because David killed the lion in the wilderness, he killed the bear in the wilderness, that he is actually bold enough to recognize Goliath is just like one of them. And he was able to take them down. So I want us to pray um, first and foremost, for God to help us to see the different events in our lives through his own lens. What are you going through at the moment that is simply a training ground for where God is taking you to? What is it that God is allowing you to encounter now that is simply a training ground for where you are going? You see, the lion and the bear were not the main thing that David was to deal with. They were simply training for where he was going. And for each and every one of us that are on this call, there is a greater call upon your life. There, is, there are things that God will have you accomplish. There are things he will have you do. But if you are not going to take care of the lion or you are not willing to take care of the bear, 
you may not find yourself in a position to do that which he has for you because he knows when you are ready. And what will prove that you are ready is your ability and willingness to take care of that which is in front of you now. And our, our willingness to actually take care of it now may actually be dependent on our ability to see it for what it really is, a training ground. So I want us to pray. God, give me the courage, give me the right perspective to deal with what is in front of me. Deal, give me the right perspective to, to recognize this part of my life, this part of my journey as training, as pruning, as making ready for that which is ahead in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Father, Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you help me to see, help me to have the right perspective of what I am to understand more. Make the way clean before me, God. Help me to have the right perspective that I will take up my I will break it up. So you have given to me. I will learn to use them now. While I am going through the process, while I am not in the clearing spotlight, so that you learn to use them to use them effectively. Help me to recognize to allow my life to be built up, Lord. Allow my life to be built up, O God, by Your Spirit, O God. As you prepare me, oh God, Father, cause me to yield to your will. But I help you, Lord, to redeem the time, oh God. See, Lord, everything that you bring into my life in this season, oh God, that I will be equipped by your spirit, oh God. Help me, Lord, to make the most, oh God, of every opportunity you bring my way. Help me to do it in obedience, oh God. Lord, help us to see clearly what Jesus, mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
if, if we look in uh, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, um, verse 11, it says there that, uh, let me just open it. Ephesians 1, verse 11 says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Now, this scripture here is so powerful because it's highlighting to us that God works all things. He works all things according to the counsel of his will. All things means all things. It is actually not, it is not subjective. It is not, um, it is not open to interpretation based on the way we view the thing. Um, whether that thing is being worked according to the counsel of his will or not. All things are being worked according to the counsel of his will. And that includes things in your life, includes the things that you are going through, includes the things that you are exposed to, includes the things that, you know, are coming at you. They are all being worked according to the counsel of his will. So that should give us a place of rest, and the fact that the things that are coming, that you are, you are being faced with, the things that you are going through are all being worked according to the counsel of his will. And it's essential that we are able to see the benefits, to recognize the benefits. When you can recognize the benefits of the things that you are going through. See, James said, count it all joy. When he's saying count it all joy, the things he's saying count it all joyful are not things that will naturally make us joyful. But he's saying that there's a need for us to recognize the benefit of what we are going through. See, if David had the wrong perspective and when the bear came and the lion came, David ran. When Goliath was there, David would have been one of the people also hiding with the rest of the soldiers. He would have been one of the people running away if he did not recognize the benefit of the process he was going through. So I want us to pray that, Lord, I am asking that you open my eyes to recognize the benefit of my training process. Yeah. It is not easy. It is not, you know, where, where that scripture that says, count it all joy. When you go through trials and temptations and tribulations, it is not easy. So I'm not, I'm not you know, saying that it is something that is easy. But I know the moment we're able to recognize it for what it really is, it becomes easier. The moment you shift your gaze, you shift your perspective from what you're going through, and you start to recognize that I am in the Lord's army. I am part of his army. And there is no soldier that is enrolled in the army that does not go through training. So I am being trained. I am being trained. I am being fortified for that which the Lord will have me do. So let us pray that our eyes will be open to recognize accurately the benefits of our training process. My training mm -hmm. is different from your training because my calling is different from your calling. And sometimes what God will have me do is at a different level from what you have somebody else do. So I cannot compare my life, my process with your own. I need to recognize that the God that has called me, the God that I serve, he knows what I need. And he's going to enable me to come out of what it is 
that um, will, will position me to accurately do what he has called me to do. So I want us to pray that God will open our eyes to recognize the benefits of our process, to Amen. recognize the benefits of our training process in the name of yes. Jesus. I have complained, I have cried, I have tried to run away from the things that you have called me to do. me, to recognize the benefit. For when I can recognize the benefit, it becomes easier to understand what is going on, to understand why I need to do it. I understand why I Give me understanding, O God. Give me understanding, O God. I understand Cause the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened, O God. To take my where I am right now and to overcome the things that in this place that I know where I am right now. Amen. 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 For some people, for some people on our journey, found that fear has actually blunted our ability to accurately perceive the situations that we are ourselves in. Fear, as a result of fear, we are not able to actually see accurately what we are going through. And, and because one of the areas that I deal in is um, in dreams and dream interpretations, I'm actually able to see God's perspective on a lot of matters. A lot of things that you know appear one way, when God talks about it, when God highlights those things, he highlights it from a different perspective that once we're able to understand, you can see what he's actually calling us to. For instance, somebody shared a dream with me where um, shared a dream with me once where she she found herself. I'll just paraphrase it. She found herself in a witch's coven, and in the witch's coven, she saw the, the witch on her seat, and then the witch came to confront her and was you know having words with her. She could not remember what the conversation was, 
But she remembers that after the conversation and the witch went to sit back on her seat, that she, the dreamer, started praying and said, and was saying, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And the witch was just looking at her and was looking at her with her hand on her cheek. Like, when you finish, you know, uh, we will continue. So the lady was, was going through the motions, you know, I bind you, I rebuke you, and it had no effect. And then the, the dreamer now thought, okay, let me use the word of God in this situation. And as she was trying to, to bring up the word of God to, to speak, the, nothing, could, nothing was coming out. She could not remember any word. She could not remember any scriptures. And she, then she said, okay, let me, um, let me pray. And she wanted to pray and she could not speak. She could not, um, she could not open her mouth to, to pray. And, and then some other things happened and then the dream ended. Now, that kind of dream is the kind of dream where a lot of people, when they wake up, what do they do? They start binding and casting and declare 40 days prayer, 21 days prayer and fasting, you know, and all kinds of things without necessarily understanding what God is actually trying to highlight. But if you look at that, if you look at that dream, God was actually highlighting to this person that her weapons of war are ineffective against the enemy that she's actually trying to deal with, against the force that she's actually trying to deal with. Because the, the, the um, you know, I rebuke you, I, I bind you, and all of that. And she saw there that the witch was just looking at her and was waiting for her to finish her demonstrations. And when it was time to use the word of God, the word of God was not deposited in her. So what was God showing her? God was showing her that the word which is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. But that word of God was not deposited on the inside of her in a way that would be effective in warfare. It's not deposited on the inside of her in a way that is effective in the time when she would need it. And so what is God highlighting to her? There's a need to meditate on his word, not just to read his word, not, not even just to study the word, but to meditate on it. To meditate on it until it actually um, becomes a part of who she is. And then she's able to use it effectively in the battle. So you see, God, through that um, revelation, is giving this person a key to be an effective, um, effective warrior, an effective... Um, an effective soldier in the battlefield. It is not, it's not, a, it's not a case of saying, you know, um, he has called her to, um, to kill the enemy or anything like that. No, you know, but in battle, in warfare and things like that, there are weapons of war and God actually equips us through training to effectively use those weapons in battle. So I want us to pray, you know, first and foremost, that we have, you know, um, the ability to recognize his divine instructions. But then we also pray according to Psalm 144 verse 1, 
that says that God trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. So let's pray that God will enable us to, to effectively recognize his divine instructions and that he will train our hands for war and our fingers for effective battle in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Father, Almighty, ask in the name of Jesus that you open our eyes to discern your divine instruction. Open the eyes of our understanding, O God. Cause us to discern, O God, by your spirit, my God. We pray for light. We receive the light that comes, O God, from your word. Father, for the word of God is a lamp, O God, and so therefore we receive light. Father, your word is a sword. Oh God, and equip us for battle, causing us, O God, to Learn in the name of Jesus. Amen. One of my favorite parables is the parable of the ten virgins that Jesus Christ told. And in that, he was um, highlighting um, what will happen in the last days. And, you know, with the events that we are seeing unfolding, um, we know we are in the last days. I mean, interestingly, even from the days of um, Paul, um, they've already been speaking about us being in the last days. You know, so there are different levels of last days, but we are, we are, we are in the last days, last days. Um, but look at this, um, this parable. Bible of the Ten Virgins, we see that um, Jesus Christ was, was showing us, you know, um, a, a certain principle and what will happen um, as things continue to progress. And um, in verse, so I'll just paraphrase it, you know, it says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. Then verse 5 says, The bridegroom was a long time in coming, 
and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And then verse 6, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. But the emphasis of this, um, on this part is on verse 5, where it says, the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Now, if we look at this scripture very well, we see that both the wise and the foolish, see, because it is not just talking about the foolish, he says they all. So all encompasses all that he is talking about, the ten virgins. Both the wise and the foolish, because the, the bridegroom was delayed according to their own timetable um, of coming, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. And, you know, I want us to pray because the, the days in which we are, there are so many things that are going on. There are so many things we are seeing. There are so many signs and evidence that, you know, um, the world is accelerating, you know, um, towards a, a path that um, can be likened to the times where God rained down judgment, right? There are so many things happening. There are so many events unfolding that are highlighting this. And what um, Jesus was highlighting through the scripture is that in that time, people that even the wise, the ones that have made up their minds to stand for the Lord, to walk with the Lord, to walk for the Lord, because of the perceived delay in him coming, there is a, there's a tendency or a, or a high possibility that even the elect will become drowsy and fall asleep. And so I want us to ask God to help us to be awake. Let him help us to stand our post, to stand at our watch post, to stand our guard, to play our part, to not become drowsy, to not fall asleep on duty, to play our role as he has assigned to us in these times, in the name of Jesus Christ. So, Lord God Almighty, I ask in the name of Jesus that you help me to play my role. To not be weary, there's a calculation with my heart in my mind on how things will play out, but they might not play out in their own time because you know, the time got yours. Shakatara, <laughs> 
in these times, in these seasons, um, you know, as these things, as, as global events are shaping, we are seeing different things happening in different parts of the world, you know, um, it is easy to actually get sucked into um, the vortex as different sides are calling each other names. And we lose, we can actually lose God's perspective if we are not careful. And you start to dislike a certain group of people or start to hate a certain group of people because of the way they are being projected or because of their actions. But Ephesians 6 verse 12 tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the battle is not against people. The people, people may be used to advance different agendas, but we are not wrestling against people primarily. We are wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And I see that if we're not careful, we can actually get sucked into disliking a certain group of people or people that have a certain kind of character traits or people that have a certain kind of proclivity or whatever it is. And when that happens, the love of God begins to grow cold in our hearts. So I want us to pray. And if, especially, you know, if you're sensing that this is something that's happening with you, there is a need to pray that the love of God will flood our hearts mm-hmm. and that we see each person, each human being through the eyes of God. We see the people who are are struggling with different things, the people who are advancing the different agendas of even of the kingdom of darkness, but that we see them through the eyes of God, that we do not hate people, we do not allow, you know, different, um, we do not allow different, a different view of people from the way God sees them. We see them through a redemptive view always. So let us pray that the love of God will grow in our hearts and that the love for people the love for people will grow in our hearts that we see them through the right perspective and we understand clearly that we are wrestling against spirits we are not wrestling against people so Lord I just pray in the name of Jesus Jesus. 
So, Father Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that we are you are family. You have saved us. You have saved us and you are taking us on a journey. We thank you, Father Lord, because we are able to recognize the benefits, the blessing of being trained by you. We're able to recognize the benefits, the blessing of the process that we are going through and the fact that it is what we are going through and overcoming on the journey that equips us to overcome in the place that you you have set for us. I pray, Father, O Lord, that you help us to effectively go through the process that we are going through so that we can actually Mm. shine in the place that you have set for us in the name of Jesus. Father, O Lord, that you will help us to remain on guard, to not be drowsy, to not be weary based on different timetables we may have set for ourselves. Well, because that scripture says that the bridegroom was a long time coming. And you know, it is, it is very, very popular to say Jesus is coming now. And he's coming now, but that now may not be based on our own timetable. And in fact, it may be that it is actually something that is drawn out longer than we think. And help us, O oh Father, to not become drowsy, to not yeah. become weary, to not fall asleep on our post but to Thank continue you. to do what you have equipped us to do in the name Amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, Lord, that you will help us in the times, O oh Lord, Father, of executing judgment, in the times, O oh Lord, Father, of standing against the wiles of the enemy, that we do not get drawn into fighting against people. We do not make it a war against people, but we continue mm-hmm. to keep our gaze on the spirits that are walking through men. And that Amen. the love of God does not wax cold in our hearts, Amen. but we continue to walk in love. 
we continue to, even as we are legislating based on the authority, based on the, um, the mandate you have given to us, but we continue to see people through your redemptive view. Help us, O oh Lord, to walk in the fullness of who you have called us to be. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Thank you so much, Oti. Um, <clears throat> the scripture that um, I like to pray over us is that in Ephesians 1, where Paul was speaking to the saints, and he said, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age but also in that which is to come and so father in the name of jesus we just ask lord that you will cause the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened this morning oh god that you will open our eyes to see oh god father cause us to understand give us a heart of understanding give us wisdom oh god every time we sit in your word lord Equip us by your word as we meditate and we brood, Lord, over your word. Let your spirits, O oh God, give us intelligence in the name of Jesus. Give okay. us give us wisdom, give us knowledge, O oh God. Mm-hmm. Cause us, Lord, to be to be strengthened, Lord, by the entrance of your word. Father, we are praying for sight today, and we ask, O oh God, that the, the, the word of God would indeed be a lamp and a light unto us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Show us, Lord, even how to administer the word, Lord, to every situation of our lives. Show us, Lord, how to wait on you in the place of meditation, O oh God. Help us, Lord, to receive insights, to receive clarity from you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask and we pray, O oh God, that above all things, Lord, our eyes will be opened, that we would be a people that see, O oh God. We will not be blind, O oh God. We will not be deafened by the noise, O oh God, that goes on on the earth, Lord, but our ears will be inclined unto your throne to hear your voice. Our eyes will be positioned, O oh God. Our eyes, O oh God, our perspective, O oh God, will be aligned with you, my Lord and my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, O oh God, that this morning, Lord, you would even release the spirit of discernment upon each and every one of us, O oh God. Cause us to walk in a greater measure of discernment today, my God. Help us to understand like you do cause us to interpret like you do help us to see as you see oh god in the mighty name of jesus we pray father we give you praise and we thank you blessed be your name oh god in jesus precious name we give thanks and we pray amen amen